Holiday tips and wine stories from Kristen and Paul at Total Wine and More. Chardonnay paired with lobster mashed potatoes, simply delicious. How good am I with wines? Put it this way. My mother-in-law now loves me for introducing her to her favorite wine. Now there's nothing I can't do. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices with you this holiday. Cheers. Come explore at our 12 Northern Virginia locations. Now open in Reston at Plaza America Center, across from Whole Foods. Shop online at TotalWine.com. is the Nerd Talkalypse Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything nerd. We provide the latest and greatest from trending pop culture and fandoms alike. So take a break from killing zombies with your lightsaber, hang up your cape and cowl, and hop onto the Hogwarts Express and ride your way over to Geek Down to fight our gym leaders and hosts of the show, Lane Stipe and Deej Penhollow. What's going on, Nerd Enthusiasts, and thank you for joining us for episode 88 of the Nerd Talk Lips podcast. And join me, joined me with me as always, I've got Lane. Um, we are doing this over Skype again. Yeah, our, our, equipment is, our equipment is still fucking broke as shit. So. Not just sort of broke, fucking broke as shit. Keep that in mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, on this week's show, we uh, catch up on news. Uh, we got some Deadpool two uh, talk. We're gonna review Dead the movie. Deadpool. Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, some <laughs> box office chatter and uh, more. Uh, first things first on the agenda, we've got the nerdy slash non nerdy recommends. There's a uh, quite a list here, and we're gonna go over this real quick. Um. So the first thing, the first movie on my on the list here that I that I had watched was uh, a movie called Game Night. Is that with Will Ferrell and the lady from Parks and Rec? No, that was also on this list too. But this one here is on uh, is oh, that's called, the house. Yeah, this one is Jason Bateman and um, Rachel McAdams, I believe, and it was Game Night. Not a great movie. Um, I don't remember if I've seen it or not. It was it's interesting concept, but not a great film altogether. Um, what was like the what was it about? Like what was the synopsis or whatever? Like. Well, Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams are married, and they're like very competitive um, mm-hmm. as a couple. And they, you know, they're really good at board games. They attend trivia nights, blah blah blah. Anyway, they end up getting married, and they host like a, a, a weekly game night at their home. Um, and they yeah, have I've a real, not seen that. They have a real creepy neighbor. Uh, it's real bizarre. Anyway, the, long story short, the brother comes into town, and he's like, "Oh, come have a game night at my house." And there's like a brotherly rivalry going on between the two the two guys and he hosts this like game. He's like, Oh, I'm going to host this game. You guys will never forget. And it's like a, a staged, uh, like heist, I guess, or like not a heist, but like a staged kidnapping. And they have to figure out it's like a murder mystery type deal, but like it ends up being like real or whatever. I don't know. the, The funniest scene in the entire movie is like this dude gets slammed on like a glass table and the one guy, and it doesn't break. And the one black dude's like, Oh, Damn, he's like that's a strong ass table, and then later in, later it happens again, and the table doesn't break, and the guy just like stares at it. He goes, "Glass tables are acting fucking weird tonight," and that's like literally the funny. It made me laugh out loud, but that was it. <laughs> that was the only scene in the whole movie. Yeah, I know. I'm not, I'm not, I still have to watch it. I don't know. I've never seen it. It was I don't like think not I've seen the, it. it wasn't the greatest movie in the world, but Jason it was, Bateman. Why am I having a hard time placing who that is? He is he acts alongside Ryan Reynolds in the Change Up. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> That's a funny fucking movie. Fuck yeah, dude. I love the chainsaw. <laughs> All right, then we got Downsizing, which I watched with my girlfriend, and it was horrible. It did not live up to the hype. <laughs> It was bad. Oh, that's funny. It was bad. It was like, it was like it's labeled a comedy on Hoodoo on Voodoo, and there was only one funny person in this whole movie. And it was just, the ending. It just ended so abruptly. I was like, I was like, I was like, there might, there has to be like thirty more minutes left, and it was like credits. I was like, what? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It was horrible. Yeah. No, whatever. It happens. I'm glad though that because I really, really wanted to see it. Well, the concept was cool, but it was just like it was. It was still cool. Like some of the stuff you saw was interesting, but it was just wasn't. It wasn't a very good movie. Like it wasn't like because like they they downsize. Yeah, and you see them little sometimes, but when it's just normal scenes with these little people, they just look like normal size because their the surroundings are, shrunk down to them. So it just looks like normal people anyway most of the time. So it doesn't. Right. So the things that you were seeing that were meant to be. That were, it was meant to like the bottle of absolute vodka or whatever. It was just a giant bottle of vodka that they made. Yeah. <laughs> That's. I mean, you know, I never really thought about that when I was watching the movie, like. Or when you didn't I was watch the movie. Tra- when I was watching oh. the trailer. Right. Uh, it was. It was disappointing. Yeah. Interesting. So then I have the house, which was a pretty okay movie, I guess. I and, watched that too a while ago. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Better than it Game was, Night. It was pretty funny, I think, if I remember correctly. I mean, I like Leslie Nope and Will Ferrell. I can't remember Leslie Nope's real name. Uh, Amy Poehler. Oh yes, that's right. It was funny. It was funny. Like, I, it was weird. Like, yeah, it's a Will Ferrell movie, so it's weird. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so John Mulaney, uh, comedian John Mulaney, has a new special on Netflix called Kid Gorgeous at Radio City, and it was fucking excellent. I loved it. <laughs> that's then, a non-nerdy recommend yeah. he's kind of nerdy though I guess so maybe yeah I mean whatever definitely worth checking out if you uh, haven't if you don't know who John Mulaney is um, he's hilarious and then I've been re-watching Rick and Morty uh, unedited which Lane uh, is on voodoo now it's all on voodoo the unedited no, stuff not, not all of it but I, uh, only season 1 and season 3 I gotta buy season 2 still but it's uncut nice so you can start season 1 um, <laughs> which there isn't a lot of uh moments where they swear in season one that I noticed right. so far. So far, anyway. I'm only, like, four episodes in. Yeah. Um, Maybe they probably started it off strong. Yeah. So I've been rewatching Harry Potter and The Office. Well, we watched Harry Potter the first one. We're, we're working on rewatching it, but we just we don't have a lot of time to watch movies. Brittany gets really sleepy early. Yeah. And then, the Office uh, is always worth a rewatch. I just finished The Office probably last month again. Right. And I cry like a baby every time. That shit fucking... That scene yesterday, man, I was fucking losing my mind laughing so hard. I don't know why. It just caught me so off guard. What season are you on? Uh, three. And he was introducing Meredith or whatever? It was like... No, it was literally... It was a a premiere episode for season three. And it was where they were going to that convention in Philadelphia. Like for Dunder Mifflin or whatever. Oh, with the... Yeah, Michael Scott... the one where they were starting paper airplanes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Michael Scott and Dwight leave, and, like, Angela, for some reason, gets pissed off because Dwight's going to Philly. So they're, like, sitting – it's, like, Angela and Meredith. They're sitting in the off or in the break room talking about Philadelphia, and Meredith says, that whole that whole town smells like cheesesteaks. And Angela says, that town is historic, and then gets up and storms off. 
And then Creed walks over to the, to Meredith, and she goes, he goes, that's Angela. She's the office bitch. You'll get used to her. And he puts his hand up, <clears throat> and he goes, Creed, like he's introducing himself. Right. And I was just fucking dying. He sat in front of her for, you know, how many years? That's funny. He's, Creed's, Creed's probably one of the funniest people in that show. Oh, my God, dude. I was fucking dying. I know where I met you before. We saw you in the parking lot. <laughs> Uh, this is the, only the second time I've rewatched the series, so there's a lot of stuff that I forgot. Really? Yeah. Oh man, I'm not like I probably did. That was probably like my eighth rewatch. Well, I just like I wanted because it. I loved it so much the first time I watched it. I was like, I'm not gonna watch it nearly as often as like some people do. And then I decided to just start rewatching it, and I was I've, I'm good. severely enjoying it. Oh yeah, I love it. I love it. Dude. <laughs> I, I, cry, I cry, that last episode, man. I cry like a baby every single time. <laughs> yeah, it happens. All right, now, this for a nerdy unrecommend, I guess. This is a movie that I was actually really looking forward to. The premise of the movie is Batman in feudal Japan fighting with samurai alongside ninja with all the Robin and past Robin. And, hey, that sounds like an excellent movie, right? It sounds like they could not have possibly fucked that up, right? Wrong. They <laughs> fucked it up bad. It was horrible. I hated the movie. It was so stupid. Now, Batman, don't get me wrong, Batman looks freaking pimp. As a samurai, he looked awesome. Yeah. But the movie was just so cliche and corny and cheesy, and the Joker's voice was ass. Should have been Mark Hamill. I don't know, man. I I was severely disappointed in this movie. Like, as the movie went on, I was getting worse. Like, it was it was cool at first. I was like, sweet, this has the potential to be awesome, and it just gradually got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And oh man. Worst worst animated superhero movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny to me. It just it just, I don't, because it looked awesome. It did look awesome. It was <laughs> stupid. Well, I what? Don't know. I know. On to more disappointing news. News from the Hall of Justice. <laughs> so, first things first, Fox has canceled Gotham. What? It's been officially That's... announced that season five will be Gotham's final season. That's mind blowing to me. It's probably one of the best shows on TV. Like... Yeah, I know. So it's going to be a shortened season. It'll have 13 episodes, which is even worse news because that fucking blows. But uh, that's going to be what's happening. And it it will follow Bruce Wayne's transformation into Batman, which who I don't know. how. As long as we see it, if they cancel it, as long as we get the closure, I don't want to just cancel it out of nowhere. There needs to be some finishing and it needs to not be rushed. Yeah, they're going into it knowing that it's the final season. So they'll hopefully write it to suit. Uh, yeah, that needs to happen. That's because, like I said, I, I'm fine with it ending if at least they end it. I don't want it to just be done. Yeah. God at least damn they, it. At least they got a pre, uh, like a pre warning about it. Yeah, I mean, five seasons isn't bad for a show. It's probably better than because like Smallville was awesome, but it was like ten seasons long. It was just so long. Like it's a hard show to rewatch. At least with five seasons, it's easy to rewatch Gotham if we ever choose to. Right. Absolutely. You know, ten seasons of a show is very hard to rewatch. It really is. Yeah. Anyway, moving on then. The DC Universe. The official title for DC's streaming service coming late 2018 has been officially announced. The title of the service is the DC Universe. They will kick off the service with Titans, a live-action series produced by Greg Berlanti of CW Arrowverse fame and the third season of the highly anticipated Young Justice. The following shows will come in 2019. Aquaman director James Wan will produce a live-action Swamp Thing TV show. Hell yeah, Swamp Thing's very underrated superhero. He's a fucking pimp. If you need to watch Justice League Dark and you'll see. Hell yes. Um, 
And also an adult animated Harley Quinn show will also be there. These will all, all be, I, I don't, I think that's pointless. I know, whatever. me too, whatever. But Harley Quinn's so popular that people are going to probably fucking watch it. A lot of women are going to, girls are going to want to watch it. Yeah. Uh, these will all be exclusive to the streaming service. Edit. After <laughs> after this big announcement, DC Universe announced that a live action Doom Patrol will be coming after Titans and it will set up, will be set up by Titans. Okay. Yeah, so that's pretty, and that's like, Doom Patrol, for those who don't know, is a, uh is effectively the DC's answer to the X-Men, but they came before the X-Men. Oh, really? Yes. So X-Men's answer to Doom Patrol, then? Pretty much. X-Men was Marvel's answer to the Doom Patrol. Interesting. But I believe that Beast Boy comes from the Doom Patrol, so it all is all integrated. Keep talking. I need food. Okay. What is the library on things that you say? So Shazam, the movie Shazam, has officially wrapped has officially wrapped filming. Sorry, guys, that that would be lame walking down the stairs. Oh, can you hear that? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Shazam, uh, the movie Shazam has officially wrapped filming. They are one year out and have all this time for post production, which is great. Um, I'm gonna stay positive. This movie looks pretty interesting. There is a picture here of the official poster. For the movie. Was that like horribly loud or something? It was pretty loud. I'm barely even doing it. That's crazy. That's some good quality stuff there. <laughs> anyway, uh, can, do you have access to see what this picture looks like? The Shazam drinking out of the drink? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it already. It's very interesting. I made sure I checked it out before I came down. It's because it, Well, the point of the picture, I'm, what I'm imagining is like, it's showing that he's Shazam, but he's still a kid. You know what I mean? So he's acting very childish drinking that drink. Right. I honestly, in 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 this picture, from what I can tell, the suit looks awesome. Like I think it looks great. Yeah, I saw. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, like it's still kind of puny to me, but yeah, whatever. Yes, we'll have to see. I know that was loud. Yeah, it's okay. So then the last thing we have here for the DC or for uh, DC news is uh, that Batwoman and Gotham City are officially coming to the Arrowverse. Um, in the crossover this year. So Batwoman and Gotham City will be canon in the Arrowverse universe. Interesting. She will actually be making an appearance in the crossover of some sort. I don't know in what context or how they're going to bring that in or what they're facing against, but that's the plan. Interesting. Yes, very interesting. I mean, that'll be fun. That's a cool way to enter, like, Batman into it without actually having to be Batman. Right. Absolutely. I'm not going to really complain about that one. I think that'll be okay. I I almost know nothing about Batwoman or her origins or where she comes from. Do you know anything about her? I mean, is it the Barbara Gordon Batwoman? Batgirl? Uh, Not Batgirl, Batwoman. I don't know what the difference is. I I think that's uh, that other bitch, the one that he fights. She's like Elektra in the DC universe. I can't think of her name. can't think of her name. Fuck. See if I can bring up that smart lookup thing and see if it'll have anything to do with. Let's see. No, I, prefer, I would have preferred it to be like a maybe like Red Robin or uh, Nightwing in the crossover, but Batwoman's okay. Let's see. Is a fictional superhero appearing in American comic books published by DC Comics and in all of the characters' incarnations? He is a wealthy heiress who becomes inspired by the superhero Batman and chooses. Like him to put her wealth and resources toward a campaign to fight crime. As a Catherine mass- Kane. 
Interesting. Um, I remember, I believe, because there was something I listened to. I'm pretty sure it was a graphic audio, because I can't remember her original name. Catherine Kate Rebecca Kane, that woman. She was somebody else, and she had a thing with with Nightwing. Yeah, it says here, Catherine Kane with the original Batwoman, or, yeah, with the original Batwoman, commonly referred to her nickname Kathy, and modern incarnation going by the name Kate. Interesting. So I guess we'll have to see. She'll be coming to the Arrowverse. It's pretty cool. And that's all I've got for uh, DC. Then we can move on to uh, news from the Avengers Tower. You got it in front of you, or do you need me to still keep reading? I'm, I'm here. Okay. Go ahead. You can read it. Okay. So Infinity Wars, current box office uh, is at, well, this is a couple days ago. It is <coughs> billion. Nine hundred and nine million four hundred forty-one thousand six hundred thirty-eight. That is fucking ludicrous. That is worldwide, and that is the highest-grossing superhero movie of all time. And as of that, when I wrote these notes, it was the fifth biggest global release of all time. So that is pretty fucking wild. I don't know if if it's any higher. Let's see what box office mojo might have to say. I remember in something I was watching, Batman was like missing, so this woman, I can't still, I can't find what, she became Batwoman, she brought it upon herself to act as Batwoman. Oh, okay. To, to bring the fear of the bat back to Gotham, you know what I mean? And right. She ended up, you know, so, I don't know. I gotta, I'm gonna have to do some more research on that next time we have an episode. Um... So the yeah, so that's pretty accurate for Infinity War. Still, it's just a couple a couple million higher now. But it's almost at two billion. Almost at two billion, yeah. And what's beat? Like, it's, I can't believe it's not number one. Well, the, it's the fifth highest global release of all time, but I, it, Force Awakens is still higher. Really? Yeah pretty sure let me see if they still have the uh they used to have like the what you call it like the matchups showdowns mm-hmm. if i can bring up force awakens worldwide yeah dude force awakens worldwide is over two billion dollars wow Two billion sixty-eight million two twenty-three six twenty-four. Infinity War's not far off. No, no, not at all. It's pretty fucking wild, though. I didn't. I mean, domestically, dude, Force Awakens pulled in almost a billion by itself, and then it pulled in over a billion worldwide, or over a billion in uh, foreign market. What's the uh, the top five? Top five. Let's see. Top five. Global. Whoops. Box office. Whoops. All time worldwide box office grosses. Okay, Avatar, number one. Okay. Hold on. Of course. Yeah, Avatar, number one. Titanic, number two. 
Um, Star Wars The Force Awakens, number three. Infinity War is number four. And Jurassic World is number five. Man, number four is pretty good. Yeah. Of all Dude, movies ever released. I know. Avengers, the first Avengers is number six. And then Age of Ultron is number eight. <laughs> Furious 7 happens to be number seven. What? I know. Black that movie Panther... was pretty good, but it wasn't like number seven in the world good. <laughs> I know. Well, Black Panther is number nine, and Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 is number ten. Interesting. That's an interesting list. Yeah. Followed shortly thereafter <laughs> by The Last Jedi and Frozen for the top twelve. I'm glad Harry Potter made its way in there. Yeah. Me too. I mean, that's fucking... <laughs> well, then... This is a ridiculous-ass list. Dude, part yeah, one of Harry Potter is 41. Interesting. All of the Harry Potters are on here. In the top 100. Right. Well, I imagine. Excuse me. Well, then we got Deadpool 2 is currently at $499,445,548 for worldwide. Which is not massive. It's... It is, it's still pretty massive for... Deadpool. What was Deadpool the first one? Pretty, it's pretty close. Let's let's bring that up too. Deadpool. Um. Deadpool one. It's worldwide at the end of its box office run was seven hundred eighty-three million. <clears throat> I wonder if uh, Deadpool two will make at least two hundred eighty-four more million dollars. Let's see. Right now, I mean, it's over that now. It's 515 million. That's only 16 more million than it was. Yeah. But it's still, I mean, it's still, you know, rocking and rolling. See, I loved Deadpool 2, man. I thought it was just as good as the first. I did, I did too. But, dude, I mean, we'll they're, talk about profit, that. they're profiting fucking massively, dude. Like, their budget was only 110 million, so, like, fucking. That's it? Yeah, dude, they're good to go. Well, that explains something. Yeah. They're fucking... <laughs> I'll elaborate on that that thought process here in a minute. <laughs> All right. This next bit of news is awesome. This excites me so much. I lo- yes. I've been waiting for this person to make a... Like, there's two people I want to see in the Spider-Man universe, and it's this guy and Carnage. Mm. Well, so that means that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal will reportedly play Mysterio in the Spider sequel to Spider-Man Homecoming. Mysterio is awesome. I know almost nothing about him, so I'm excited. I'm about to read a little thing about him real quick. Uh, Quentin Beck. Mysterio Wikipedia. Mysterio is a name of several fictional characters, supervillains appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics, commonly as enemies of Spider-Man. The first and most high-profile most high profile incarnation of Mysterio is Quentin Beck, although several other characters have since used the Mysterio alias. Clum, human mutant, apparently, is his species. He's part of Magia. He's part of the Sinister Six, which is important. Right. I hope we see the Sinister Six sometime in the movie. It says uh, his abilities are special effects and illusion expert, master hypnotist and magician, amateur chemist and rob- rob- roboticist. Exceptional hand-to-hand combatant, use of weapons, uh, teleportation, telepathy, telekinesis. Powers and abilities and equipment. Quentin Beck does not possess superhuman abilities, but he is an expert designer of special effects. 
devices and stage illusions, a master hypnotist and a magician and an amateur chemist and a roboticist. He has extensive knowledge of hand-to-hand -hand combat techniques learned as a stuntman, allowing him to engage in combat with Spider-Man despite his foe's superior physical abilities and using his skills at misdirection as a further method of self-defense. Mysterio's suit includes many devices to aid him. His helmet is made of one-way plexiglass, meaning he can see out but no one can see in. The helmet also includes an air supply to protect him from his own gases, sonar to navigate within his mist cloak, and a holographic projector to create 3D illusions. The boots contain magnetic coil springs, which allow him to impressive leaps, which allow him impressive leaps, as well as the ability to cling to the surfaces. Mysterio's costume contains nozzles in the boots and wrists that can release a constant stream of smoke that shields his movements. He can mix other chemicals into the smoke screen for various effects, including a gas that duels and inhibits Spider-Man's spider sense. A gas that causes paralysis for 30 minutes, an abrasive that eats away Spider-Man's webbing. That's interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting. Hypnogens that make those around him more susceptible to his will, and hallucinogens to cause vivid hallucinations. So he's similar to, like, uh, Scarecrow, in a sense, with his gases and stuff. That's cool. Dude, that's going to be so cool to see. Combination of the hypnogens and hallucinogens, along with his holographic projectors, are how Mysterio achieves most of his illusions. The costume sometimes also includes offensive weaponry such as lasers or knockout gas nozzles and the eye emblems on his shoulders or electric coils within his cape to electrocute those who touch it. So, Hopefully they don't make this suit look fucking gay. Now that's that's uh, Quentin Beck as him. There's three that it's showing. Daniel, Burker, Daniel Burkhart. I don't, know, I don't know which one they're going to put into this movie. It's always the one that like you never see. So. Right. Now it uses equipment similar to Beck's and is described by Spider-Man as being... Con conspicuously stronger and faster than Beck. So Daniel Burkhart is pretty much exactly like the first one I read, but a little stronger and faster. Hmm. Now Francis Clum, on the other hand, who's also taken on the mantle of Mysterio, is a mutant and has the ability to control people's bodies to do anything he wants them to without actually controlling their minds. He is also a long-range teleporter who can teleport his body to other locations, as well as other objects to and from his present location. This costume features an electric... Electrically charged cloak, boots with magnetic plate springs, and mechanical smoke injectors that produce a concealing mist and gloves, which emit a web-dissolving acid spray and electric bolts. Hmm. He's self-educated in the use of mechanical, visual, special effects, and illusion. Clum has an artificial leg. It has been confirmed that Francis kept his powers after M-Day. I feel like they might go that route. Yeah, to make it more... <clears throat> Grounded. And just, like, right. more more of a character arc. Seems pretty likely. I mean, they might... Who knows, dude? They might fucking combine all of them. <laughs> you know? You'd never fucking know. Right. Very interesting. <coughs> so, anyway. That'll be fun. I can't wait for that movie to come out. Yeah, I, any, I'm looking forward to it. I like... I like... See, then we finally saw in Infinity War his spider senses, which, see, like, we're talking about, like, because in my opinion, the most impressive feat of spider sense I've seen was in Amazing Spider-Man 2, when he was fighting Electro, um, Electro for the first time. Ow, fuck! Oh, I agree. And then, you know, he was up on those stairs, and he was, like, it, it's slow motion, and he, like, pulled everybody's hands off of everything. And like everybody got saved. Oh, it was awesome. Speaking, I love it. Speaking of Spider Sense, there was did you have you seen the theory about Infinity War and how that people were trying to claim that that the Spider Sense was the reason that he took longer to die because he anticipated it before everybody or he anticipated it before it actually happened and then hence okay. the reason he said 
like, I don't feel so good, blah, 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 and then he died after that? That so, makes a lot more sense than his nano suit because the nano suit would not have prevented him from being killed as fast as everybody else because it's it's not like he was just being killed by regular means. It was er- right. erasure. It wasn't death. It was erasure. Like, there's a difference. Right, and that and as soon as that as soon as I heard that theory, I was like, it blew my fucking mind. I was like, that is more legit. That seems that is that likely. yeah that I can get behind that. I can't believe I didn't think of that. I didn't either. Like I, I heard it and I was like, oh shit! Like no wonder. So he anticipated it. Then he turned around and said, Mister Stark, I don't feel so good. And then that's that's, when that's started, good. That's when he started saying, I don't want to die. I don't want to die because he knew that shit was gonna come. And then he fucking died. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah, that a lot. Makes way more sense. Yep, I can get behind that for sure. Okay, uh, so the last thing here in Marvel, which is so fucking cool, Daredevil season three confirmed to have Bullseye as it is main as its main villain, which is pretty fucking cool. Right, that'll be really interesting to see. Yeah, I like. Well, I like. I mean, if you did, you ever watch the Daredevil movie, or did you have not? So got around to that. I have seen parts of it. I don't. It was before I was like super nerdy or into it. So I actually um, didn't hate that movie. It was actually kind of cool. I mean, I wouldn't. I'd, I'd watch it again, but Bullseye was a big part of that movie. Right. It's it's actually on my list of uh, the nerd years resolutions <laughs> that I have yet to fucking make any headway on. Yeah, but I'd like to see how they portray Bullseye. It'd probably be awesome. He's probably gonna be dope because you know Daredevil kills it every time. Well, he was uh, Colin Farrell in the movie, yeah. Uh huh. Interesting. But all right, so now we're going into news from the cantina. Uh, we got a live-action Star Wars TV show. Happy Hogan himself, John Favreau, is producing the live-action Star Wars series. He revealed that the timeline of the show will take place seven years after the Battle of Endor, between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. That's kind of cool. Yeah, this should be pretty interesting. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> I wonder what kind of special effects they're going to be able to have. I don't know. Depends on depends on the. I I mean, it more than likely is probably going to be on the Disney streaming service or some shit. They're gonna put out. That's that's my guess. One more thing to pay monthly for. Yeah, exactly. All right. So moving on then. Uh, Solo opens to low box office, but gets super high praise from fans. Most people that I've talked to say that it is better or as good as Rogue One. Huh. And I, I'm not gonna state it on here, but I. And Rogue One get, was perfect. Was like it was amazing. I, I thought Rogue One was awesome. Yeah. So. Uh, but I, I I did get something spoiled for me, and I haven't seen the movie yet. But uh, I'm thoroughly fucking excited to see that culminate on screen because that is some crazy shit. Again, like I, I want to see the movie now just because of what I've been hearing. But I still think it's it's, un, it's a very unnecessary film. It doesn't need to happen. Absolutely. They're they're gonna overdo Star Wars, dude. They're gonna tire everybody out of it. Yeah. And and that and for these next two things here, which is. Um, Which is Obi- why I'm saying this. Yeah, the the Obi Wan standalone film with Ewan McGregor, followed and by a the- Boba Fett standalone film. Oh, I mean, see, that, that, this is the one I could get behind though. Like, you know, if they didn't do Solo Obi Wan, if they did a Boba Fett one, it would be awesome because Boba Fett has one of the hugest followings of, in any fucking fan base of any nerd culture, and he barely has any screen time. I know, but I also feel like that might be its downfall. People love Boba Fett because he had no screen time and he's so mysterious and blah, 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 and and all that stuff. But if they do a standalone film, if they do one thing wrong, dude, people will be so soured on it. Yeah, but they don't know what – I mean, I don't know. I know there's lore about Boba Fett that we don't know about, you know, like that, the true Star Wars fans. 
Yeah. You know, I've read all the books and stuff. I mean, I'm sure there's more. They delve deeper into who Boba Fett is and whatnot, but. I don't know. I think it'd be cool to see him doing his stuff, his, you know, his bounty hunters things. Yeah. Now, the only thing, like, like in, that you said, like, about the Obi-Wan movie, I, I'm so uninterested about to that. see what happened between three and four, which was effectively 50 years time almost. You know what I mean? How he ended up a, on that desert where he, planet. Where he was a hermit on that fucking planet overwatching Luke, like, in Leia. What the, who the fuck gives a shit? Do we know how long he was there? I mean... You, he wasn't very old at the end of uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith. No, that's what I mean. I mean, how long was he actually on that planet that Luke was on? Like, was he on it for the fifty years, or was he doing other stuff between then? I'm pretty sure he was just hermited on that planet for all that time to overwatch Luke's. That would make a horrible movie. That's what I'm saying. But I mean, I mean, they'll probably change canon. Like I'm assuming they'll have to do something. Oh. Because otherwise... I know enough about Star Wars. Otherwise, it would be boring as shit. But well, that, that movie said to be going into production this year, so... But And the Boba Fett movie will be helmed by James Mangold, director of Logan, so it might be good. Could be. Hopefully they'll have that like, dark... Because Boba Fett would be a dark person. like a dark. It'd have a dark sense to the movie. Yeah. Well, we got in other news. Let's get past the Star Wars stuff. Uh... Hasbro has officially purchased Power Rangers from Saban Brand. Saban, that's how you say that, right? Yeah, or Saban, they, whatever. Saban. They have inevitable plans in the future to cross over Transformers, Power Rangers, and G.I. Joe in the film universe. I mean, I'm here, neither here nor there with that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how I feel about seeing the Megazord team up with Bumblebee. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Seems pretty fucking strange to me, but whatever. And then and then have the rock running down there being part of the GI Joe universe. That just seems weird. And Channing Tatum. Yeah, but this this is inevitable inevitably going to cause another reboot from the Power Rangers. It's totally up in the air whether or not the one that we saw earlier last year is even on the table anymore because they've now. Well, I like that one. I liked it too, but it's not Saban anymore. So Hasbro might totally reboot the series. And start over. Who the fuck knows? Oh, man, that's thunder. Meow. Meow. Okay, uh, so... Sorry, this Brittany, one... I, I showed... I, I would, every time we talked about something buff or something, but I'd go, oink! And she's like, what are you doing that? Why are you saying oink? <laughs> and I'd be like... So like, we went to Walmart one day, and I showed her that scene. I was like... And he's like... It's like, it's like I bred a pig, the perfect pig, and, the, and whatever. And he's like... Is that... He's like, oh, my God! Like... <laughs> He's like, are those fists? And he's like, oink! And, <laughs> and then she, she sent me a picture of this cat. It's a really buff cat. And she said, it reminds me of the oink. And I said, that's oh. a buff cat. And then I sent her a voice message saying, meow. Oh. <laughs> meow. <laughs> that's absurd. Oink. Did you those see that? Fists? There's like a, there was like a, uh, a meme or something of a guy who was selling a really buff cat. Yeah. And he called it a kit bull. A kit bull. <laughs> Interesting. He's like, I got a kit bull for sale. <laughs> Interesting. All right, so this next one could have actually been Star Wars related, but I put it in, uh, in other news because it was more Goldberg related. Yeah, I've seen it recently. Uh, Rick Moranis actually reprised his role as Dark Helmet in an episode of the Goldbergs um, that was all about Spaceballs. It was really, really cool. He wasn't actually in the suit. It was just the voice. Ah, but still, everybody needs to watch Goldberg's. It's awesome. Yes, absolutely. 
I've turned Nerdy several people onto it after I've been turned onto it, and it is so fucking cool. They always love it. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I got you into it. Yeah, that's right, and I've and I've I keep going on about it. I, I think I got Nate into it. It's spectacular, man. I love. I remember I watched it years like a while ago, a couple of years ago, and I just like started watching the first episode. I'm like, ugh, this is a show in the '80s. I had no idea like what it was even going to be about. Oh, that's just probably dumb. And then so like I stopped watching it, and then I, I tried it again. And I was like, yes. See, but you you had the the lovely luxury of coupling your your experience yeah. of the Goldbergs with Ready Player One, which is and they one pertain of the, to each other so much, which is one of the greatest experiences I'd imagine. Oh, it was amazing. It was wonderful, dude. So Gavin finally decided that he was going to read Ready Player One, and he called me the other day and was like, "I just wanted to let you and Lane know that you guys were totally right. This book rules." Yeah, we had that book rules. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" <laughs> I was like, "That's surprising." That Gavin doesn't like anything. I know. Well, I, you know, and, I, and I've told several other people, too. I'm like, they have said the movie's great and that they actually had gone out and read the book because, you know, of, of our review of it. Or just, like, hearing me say, like, the book is way better, you know, and I mean that yeah, genuinely. I mean, like I said, though, like, if you've never read the book, the movie would probably be awesome, you know what I mean? But if you've read the book and seen the movie, for that guy to say that the movie was better, like, what? Did, dude, did I tell you about the – I saw somebody on Facebook talking about – I think it might have been in a Ready Player One group, but do you remember the part in the book whenever they're like, uh, it's right at the beginning. He just like, there's been countless movies and blah, 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 blah made about my story and they were all fucking wrong. Oh, yeah. People were like, well, maybe we should treat that movie like one of those. And I was like, that's genius. <laughs> and then they'll remake it sometime and it'll be the right one. Yeah. I was like, that's pretty fucking brilliant, but I still, I still hate that that movie exists. <laughs> it's just so wrong. <laughs> Anyway, go ahead and right. the next one so I can Got, rip uh, my ass off about the next one. Zombie Land 2 is finally happening. The original cast is set to return, and the film will come in 2019. Rumor has it that the film takes place in real time, so that makes it 10 years later. That's interesting. Yeah, it's going to be cool to see that world 10 years after. I love Damn, it's going it's to have all of them. I love, uh, what's his face? Fucking, uh, God damn it. Woody Harrelson? No, I like Woody Harrelson, but I love... Jesse Eisenberg. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. All right, so uh, this one, fucking bullshit as fucking Walking Dead shit. Uh, It's been confirmed as of yesterday or two days ago that Andrew Lincoln will be leaving The Walking Dead after season nine and is only planning to appear in six episodes during that whole season. Lauren Cohan will also leave the show. And then to further this fucking bullshit... As any of our listeners may have already known, I've been an active hater of Daryl Dixon. Not hater, but, like, I wish that he would fucking die in the show for a long time. But he is getting $20 million to be the face of The Walking Dead for the future. A main character of the show who is not in the comic books, not a part of the source material whatsoever, will fucking be the front man. Fuck that shit. Fuck The Walking Dead. I mean, I don't mind that. I like Daryl. I do. I just fucking ah, oh, dude. It's so frustrating. It's why everything are, else that I hate. I don't. <laughs> why are they gonna make Rick leave? Like, or why is he? In, I just think that's just dumb. I don't, I don't even care anymore. I'm not even gonna watch it. I'm not either. I'm just. I'm just saying it's just fucking retarded, man. Disappointing. The, the Walking Dead is disappointing to me. Like they beyond any other. Went to hell in a handbasket so quickly, and like I saw one way to put it. Like Sci-Fi, like the channel Sci-Fi posted this article also today. And it said, like... Ugh. Uh, Why does this of, happen? Uh, 
It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. All of a sudden, just randomly. Yeah, that's weird. All right. Well, news from the Rick Council of Rick. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to read it. I was going to say, uh, I saw Sci-Fi post a thing about this, about The Walking Dead, and I saw somebody comment un- right underneath it, like one of the first comments. They were just like, you know, I, The Walking Dead needs to end properly or blah, blah, blah. And they were like, how would you like to see The Walking Dead end? And that was Sci-Fi that said that. And I posted underneath it. I said, uh, soon and abruptly would be great. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, uh, news from the Council of Ricks. Uh, Rick and Morty has officially been renewed for 70 new episodes, which is pretty... So, pretty seven cool. more seasons. Seven more... Well, some people believe that it will be five just, more seasons. Be, I was being facetious, because that's how long their seasons are. Yeah, no, that's... I mean, basically, with that with that structure, it could be seven more seasons. Um, but some people believe it'll be five more seasons of 14 episodes. That's fine. Um, but anyway, that makes them 100... That, that would put them in 101 episodes... Um, they will then be up for syndication, which means that after 101, they will be able to air on any other networks. Um, and if ever canceled, they could be saved by another network, which is very similar to what just recently happened with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, they like Brooklyn Nine-Nine got canceled and picked up immediately. Yeah, yeah, NBC saved it like the day they got canceled. I love that show. Like, I'm, I can't believe I still don't watch it. Like, I, I like that show a lot. Dude, have you seen the uh, the Backstreet? That is literally the funniest thing I have ever seen. Yeah, that scene, that's the scene that they're putting around for, you know, how could you get rid of a show that has something like this in it? That shit was fucking funny, man. Oh, yeah, it's great. I, I love I love that show. <laughs> He's funny, dude. Like, uh, what's his face? Oh, I can't. I'm not horrible with names today. Yeah, Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg yeah. yeah, he's so funny. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for Nerd News. Uh, we can go ahead and move on to our Deadpool 2 review. Dun, dun, dun. What in the actual fuck? Dude, so fucking funny. I can't wait to talk about that part. <laughs> I got... Oh, God. All right. So, first things first. Hey, Lane, do you want to read the official plot synopsis for Deadpool 2? Yeah, I do. <clears throat> so, the official plot synopsis for Deadpool 2. Non-spoiler, correct? Uh, yeah, non-spoiler. Deadpool, who, after surviving a near-fatal bovine attack, a disfigured cafeteria chef, Wade Wilson, struggles to fulfill his dream of becoming Mayberry's hottest bartender, while also learning to cope with his lost sense of taste. Searching to regain his spice for life as well as flux capacitor, Wade must battle ninjas and the Yakuza as he journeys around the world to discover the importance of family, friendship, and flavor. Finding a new taste for adventure and earning the coveted coffee mug title of World's Best Lover. Where did uh, you get it, that? That's the official plot synopsis for Deadpool <laughs> 2, man. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought you made that up. I was like, that's pretty good, dude. No, dude, that's the, what they released as the plot synopsis. I like it. I thought it was brilliant. So the actual <laughs> the actual plot synopsis made by somebody else, wisecracking mercenary Deadpool meets Russell, an angry teenage mutant who lives in an, at an orphanage. While When Russell becomes the target of Cable, a genetically enhanced soldier from the future, Deadpool realizes that he'll need some help saving the boy from such a superior enemy. He soon joins forces with Bedlam, Shatterstar, Domino, and the other pow- and other powerful mutants to protect young Russell from Cable and his advanced <coughs> So, that is the actual synopsis, not the official. <laughs> <laughs> I like that official one, though. 
Oh, it cracks me up, dude. I was like reading and I was like, what the fuck am I reading? But it's pretty funny. I, I can't, I've, I've never read that till right now. It's funny. I can't, I can't believe I didn't see that. Oh, it cracks me up. So yeah, the uh, as for spoiler-free reviews, uh, this like we talked earlier, this shit was dope. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we, we get new introduction to characters like Domino, Cable, as it's already seen. Uh, we will not talk. There's a, a, a secret surprise character, apparently. Which I totally called to Britney right in the movie theater, huh. and we and a, like a group of others that did not expect to see for like a brief, brief time, which was funny. <laughs> and you get to see uh, returning Vanessa and Al, the blind Al, and uh, what the fuck's his name, Weasel, and uh, what's this? The fucking Indian guy. Indian guy. Oh, Dopinder. Dopinder. Yeah. That was dope, Ender. <laughs> so yeah, this movie—I mean, this movie's a fucking thrill ride from start to finish, like straight up. Oh, action, hilarious! It was good. It was great. Like I did. It was not a boring moment in this movie for me. It was, no. The movie went so fast. Yeah, totally. Like, uh, um, uh, what the hell was I just gonna say? Oh yeah, just as good, if you know, if not better than the first movie. Like, yeah, it's even directed by somebody different, so they did great. Yeah, they did. I mean, yeah, that was. If anything, there was more jokes and like a lot, a lot more fourth uh, wall penetration in this movie. A lot of fourth commenting wall on penetration. Yeah. <laughs> I smell an episode title. <laughs> well, it was perfect, man. It was like, like I, I don't know a lot about Deadpool continuity, but I don't really think it matters for Deadpool. Like you can do whatever. Like he's so. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It doesn't. I don't know. It's just. It was great. Definitely go check it out. There's not really a whole lot we can say about the movie in and of itself without spoiling anything, because it's pretty... But yeah, so I guess that means we're going to get into the spoiler plot. And our it... opinions and thoughts. There's, There's a, a train. train. By Lane's house. Choo-choo. It's so loud out here. Well, yeah, it's right by your house. Yeah. Let's go ahead, and I'm going to take this time to urinate and wash my hands, because it's going to keep going. <laughs> Fair enough. It's like, it's like, they'll do it like at four in the morning. It's like... Like what's the best thing to do through a through a town filled with people at four in the morning with the train? Just blow your horn and wake everybody up. Oh yeah, it's great. How about whenever we were delivering pizzas and there was construction right outside Domino's and then they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna run the fucking train too." Yeah, I bet that would suck. I didn't mind too much. But whatever. Choo choo. Oh, shiver meow. peas, man. It's not the pea shivers. Meow, meow. Meow. Meow, meow. Mozzie's like, what the fuck? Alright. Train has passed. Did you pass your kidney stone, too? Yes, I did. I was actually going right. to say that, too. Oh, they don't call us best friends for nothing. That's right. All that good butt sex. That's right. Anyway, one spoiler free plot for Deadpool 2 coming up. No, Next spoiler. Next time on Nerd Chocolate. plot. Did I say spoiler free? Yeah. I'm trying to trick everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so this this has been your warning. There's been enough time of peeing and trains. And touching myself. So if you haven't seen Deadpool 2, what the fuck is wrong with you? Get the fuck out of here. Come back when you see it. That's right.
Mozzie's balls are getting bigger by the day. He needs to empty them, man. He needs to, man. All right, let's do this. <laughs> you can go. You can start. Okay. Whoa. Hold on. I just knocked the headphones out of my ears. Oh. Okay. So, after successfully working as a mercenary uh, Deadpool for two years, as a, as a mercenary Deadpool for two years, Wade, Wade Wilson fails to kill one of his targets on his anniversary with his girlfriend, Vanessa. It's weird. It's weird seeing her now because I saw Deadpool before I watched Gotham, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And I didn't realize that she was who she, Now it's, I can't get her out of my head of Harbor Bean from Gotham. Yeah, Lee Tompkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, that night after the pair decides to start a family together, the target tracks them down and kills Vanessa. So, so let's talk about the opening of the movie. It was It was, it was very, fantastic. Yeah. It, the, fir- the first thing you see was that fucking Logan thing. That shit was fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. He, he, like, fuck you, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, and then he went and died. And then he, like, Deadpool's, like, blowing himself up. That shit was so weird. Yeah. Um... Anyway, so, yeah, then that, that entire scene of him killing like all of his, you know, his assassinations and shit was fucking crazy. Oh yeah, man. Every scene, everything, like all of it was just. I don't know, it was funny. It was cool. It was, it was gruesome. Yeah, when they like go like to go catch up what he's been up to. Yeah, like he dug into that window and started fighting all those guys, and then that guy like got his dick on his face or something, or no, he got his blood or something in his mouth, and he's like in his eye. It was in his eye, and he's like rinsing it off. He's like, ew, ew, bad guy, blood in my eye hole. <laughs> I love it, man. Brilliant. Uh, let's see. So, uh, Wilson kills the man in revenge. He blames himself for her death and attempts to commit suicide. Well, that Six scene weeks. was cool, too, man. Like, he had some spider senses of his own because he knew they were coming, and then, like, he, like, threw, he, she went down, and then he had a fucking cream, a cream spreading knife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he missed. He missed that guy, and that guy shot her. Yep. And this led the way he killed that guy was fucking awesome. Oh, with the car? Uh huh. Like he like shoulder rammed the door and it knocked him out the other side, and then grabbed him and just jumped in front of a truck because he knew he wouldn't die. He like hugged right. him at first. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was weird. It was kind of sad. It was very sad. Uh, uh, let's see. So yeah, so six weeks later, he attempts to commit suicide by blowing himself up. Uh, Wilson has a vision of Vanessa in the afterlife, but the pieces of his body remain alive and are put in a put back together by Colossus. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, so he just like grabs him, bags him up, and sticks him. Uh, bags him up. <laughs> and, and brings him to the uh, the mansion, the X Men mansion. So w- Wilson is Where? only left with a skee ball token as an anniversary gift as a final memento of Vanessa. Yeah, let's talk about like he. There was a, before that he was in the bar, you know, talking to what's his face, the guy that runs the bar, the weasel, the whole weasel, the mercenary people, and he's like, you gotta go take a shower or something, and like that that big the big biker guy was like trying to be all like deep and stuff, and like Deadpool was like correcting him, and, and he's like, are you urinating right now? <laughs> he's just pissing down the stool, like. <laughs> Dopener's like, I'll clean it up. It's weird yeah, that Dopener Dope works there. Well, remember in the beginning of this movie, he was talking about, he's like, I want to be a mercenary too. He's like, remember when I had my, that guy, and he's like, it felt so invigorating or whatever he said, and then like. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. So then he that. went, so then he was like, that was like his internship, I imagine, if you want to say, think about it like that. Yeah. Makes sense. 
Like, fucking mop it up, Dopinder. Like, <laughs> Interesting. I can't remember every... Like, every line was funny. It's hard to remember every single funny line that happened because it was just too much. Almost every line. Yeah, it's also been a while. We're a little late to the game mm-hmm. with this review. Yeah, but... um, Recovering at the X-Mansion, Wilson agrees to join the X-Men as a form of healing. He Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead responded to the standoff between authorities and the unstable young mutant Russell Collins, Firefist, at an orphanage labeled a Mutant Re-Education Center. Now, let's talk about the mansion stay for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> there's that scene like where he's like rolling around in Dr. X's thing in his wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. and Deadpool's <laughs> fall, too, which I thought was so funny. It was so yeah. weird-looking, and he's like knocking the statues off or whatever. Yeah, he's like, he's like a lot of white people in here, whatever. And he starts bitching about about Fox not having enough money to give them X Men. Like, what do we see? Why the fuck can't we get any more fucking X Men in this fucking shit? <laughs> and then like there, and then there is Beast closing the door, and then there's fucking like Storm, Professor X was in there from, but this is from like the old, like uh, first class age, which yeah, is but... weird. Why did they choose that? <laughs> I'm not sure, man. It's funny though. Like all of them, there was like nine of them. I can't, I couldn't. And I said there was Professor X, there was Beast, there was. I'm pretty sure like. Quicksilver was in there. Yeah, Quicksilver was in there. Ah, oh, damn it. There was a bunch, but it was just so funny. I was like, ah. And then, it yeah, was like a second, Beast, like two like, seconds, literally. Quietly closing the doors. <laughs> I still think it's weird that it was old, like young Professor X. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's pretty bizarre. But whatever. I mean, <laughs> you can hardly complain too much about an X Men cameo. Yeah. Negasonic Teenage Warhead has a new girlfriend, which is also she's also a mutant of some sort. I couldn't, I, I couldn't. I... Yukio, yeah. That's I don't know much name. about her. I don't know much about the mutants, honestly. Like I know the main, some of the main X Men, but delving into X Men, like I'm not really. There's a lot of the side ones I'm not sure of. Right. So uh, we get there, and of course, you know, they show up, and he has he's wearing like a yellow training vest, which is funny. He's like, I'm an X Men. He goes, and then Negasonic always has to remind him in training. <laughs> He's like, fuck you, or whatever, it's funny, and then, uh... Wilson realizes that Collins has been abused by the orphanage staff. The way he... When he throws his sword at him and hits him right in the head with that fucking hilt, dude, it was so funny. Like, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Me too, man, I loved it. So, uh, and, uh, uh... Deadpool proceeds to kill one of the staff members. He was, you know, he's trying to kill the main doctor because the doctor tortures him or whatever, and... Colossus stops him from killing anyone else, and both Wilson and Collins are arrested. Uh, restrained with collars that suppress their powers, they are taken to the Icebox, an isolated prison for mutant criminals. Meanwhile, a cybernetic soldier from the future, Cable, whose family is murdered by an older Collins, travels back in time to kill the boy before Collins ever becomes a killer. So, in that scene, where, like, when Firefist, like, starts, like, uh, getting pissed off at Deadpool and he knocks him up into that building, you remember that? Yeah. And Deadpool's, like, up there and he sees that little kid... And he's just like, he's like, hey, kid, I'm an X-Men. And the kid's like, yeah, in training. Yeah. <laughs> and he like, he's just like, whatever. And then he grabs that box of Wheaties and he signs it. You remember that? Right. He, he signed Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that and, to Brittany. I was like. And on the box was Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? It was just funny, man. I don't know. A lot, like I said, a lot, of the, a lot of the fourth wall penetration in this movie was fucking fantastic, man. Just like nonstop, nonstop. I like love just you literally saying fourth wall penetration, it's so funny. That's a good way to put it, isn't it? <laughs> I guess so. I, it I've makes sense. Heard, I've never heard anybody say it like that. It just cracks me up. It made sense in my head, so I said it. <laughs> fourth, wall, fourth wall penetration. <laughs> now that power of that kid's is pretty strong too. Like he's blasting Deadpool right into that building. 
Yeah, dude. I've never heard of Fire Fist, but he's brilliant. Yeah, he's in, he's a little shit talker, dude. He and sure like, is. So they they go to that jail thing or whatever, and they end up being cellmates. And Deadpool's like, because uh, with that with his collar with his powers being suppressed, his cancer is taken over again, so he's dying, you know. And right. he's like, I, you gotta have a shank. He goes, I put it in my prison wallet or whatever. <laughs> so he had a prison wallet, which is his butthole. He brought a pencil shank with him, apparently. And they have like a, a confrontation with people at lunch or whatever, and. Yeah, it was, I can't remember and, the name of that dude. He's a he's a mutant of some kind. Yeah, but then there's this there's a scene where he's like he's like I gotta go up to the biggest guy in here and fucking knock his ass out or whatever. And uh, Deadpool's like, uh, and then there's this big huge rumble, boom! And then Deadpool's like, no, that's the biggest guy in here. He's like, he's like, and that's and also with a little bit of foreshadowing, like and I was, yeah, and it's like right it's a I, big steaming pile of foreshadowing. And right when I looked at, I looked exact as soon as that scene happened, I looked at Brittany. I was like, I that this is who I think this is, and then. Right, and that Very I was right. It was either it could it had to it couldn't have been the Hulk, obviously. And that prison ain't gonna hold the Incredible Hulk. He ain't even a mutant. You know, there's nothing they could have done. Absolutely. But this guy, on the other hand, I was like, this has to be who it is. It can't be anyone else. Like, it wouldn't make any sense. Who else is strong enough to shake that whole place? Right. So, so then, I was gonna say uh, the next scene here that we're about to talk about has some has some pretty good one-liners. Yeah. Um, Cable, he breaks into the icebox and immediately goes for Russell and uh, Wade. He's just killing the shit out of everybody. Right. All the guards and everything. Cable, like, Cable, like, yeah. was going in there to prevent this guy from being a killer, but then, yeah, he was just constantly killing everybody. Yeah, he didn't give a fuck, dude. He was badass. Um, so, w- Wilson, yeah, Wade's collar broke in, the, in, like, a melee. Dude, did you see the way he fucking landed? When he fell off the top of that. Oh, yeah, his back and neck was all broken to shit. I'm like, oh. Yeah, dude, it looked very unpleasant. But it caused his, it caused the uh, collar to break, so then he ends up just waking up, and he goes, hello, superpowers, and just, like, yeah. and just like starts fucking, you know, fighting Cable. Um, dude, when, the way he choked him out with his own broken arm. Yeah. That was so cool. I was, I was like, holy fuck. But then there's, like, uh, after he starts fighting Cable for a while, he's just, like, uh. He's like, who are you? And he's like, I am Batman. Which yeah. Was... <laughs> <laughs> Which was pretty funny. And then there's like another scene where Wade or where Cable starts telling him who he is. And he's just like, oh my god, it's so dark. Are you sure you're not from the DC universe? Yeah, right. More was... fucking fourth wall penetration. Yeah. That was pretty interesting. And then, uh, let's see. So yeah, they force himself. Wait. Where... After Cable takes Vanessa's token, Wilson forces himself and Cable out of the prison, but not before Collins... A ridiculous... Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Collins uh, overhears Wilson deny that he, any care for the young mutant, and then they tumble down the mountain. Like a, like like a ridiculous like, tumble. Like Yeah. <laughs> like a Deadpool was just smashed. His brain matter was showing. It was crazy. He smashes his head and basically for lack of a better word, dies. It says near death here, but he pretty much dies. Eh. Like, is that as dead as Deadpool can get before... Right. Re- he was in the frozen know. water, and then he had another vision of uh, Vanessa. Right. Um, in which she convinces him to help Russell. Wilson organizes a team called the X-Force in a very funny scene of, uh, of what do you want to call it? Like, interviews, I guess. 
Yeah, it was like a, a Terry Crews was in there, and he does what was he, the electric guy, right? Bedlam, yeah, he controls electric. And then there was the invisible guy. He's like, is he even here? <laughs> <laughs> the Vanisher. I and there was the guys like, I vomit up. Uh, acid. Acid. You see? They're like, no, 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 we're good. Like, we believe his you. his name was Zeitgeist. Yeah. Which is and then not there was, even the right name for it, but whatever. What was the other guy? Gregory or something? Greg George? Peter. Peter. <laughs> Peter. Peter. You know that dude? That guy's a comedian. I I listen to his comedy all the time. I love his familiar albums. His name is Rob what? Delaney. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Rob Delaney and like John Mulaney. Yeah. He's got a pretty funny stand-up on Spotify. It's the only one that he's ever done, as far as I can tell. But it was, it was great. And then this is where we first see Domino, which they have changed into an African-American female when she was, a, like, a white female in the past. But I'm okay with it. She killed this. I loved her. She was one of my favorite parts of this movie. Yeah, the, Domino was, was fantastic. And that, there was that scene you saw in the thing where it's like, uh, luck is a superpower. And they're like, no, it's not. She, he goes, she goes, yeah, it is. And he goes, oh, let's go ahead and say that it's not. And she goes, but it is. And then... <laughs> He's like, okay, you got the job. She goes, she goes, hmm, pretty lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. It's brilliant. Uh, let's see. Uh, so the team launches its assault on the convoy by parachuting from a plane. Where um, everybody was warning them that there's going to be heavy winds, and Deadpool's like, we're fine. Yeah, we're, we're all right. Aren't you worried about the wind and advisory? This, this leads to one of the most crazy, ridiculous scenes <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> All of the members from the plane died during their landing, except for Wilson and the lucky Domino. So, what, uh, Bedlam, what happens to him? Bedlam, he just hits a van, a truck, a, a bus, I'm pretty sure. He just, like, crashes through the window in the bus. In the oh, that's right. Uh, uh, the invisible Shatterstar. guy. Yeah, Shatter, Shatterstar goes into a wood... No, Shatterstar... Flies into a helicopter. Yeah, Oh yeah, and that guts his guts went everywhere, and then fucking it's the uh, Zeitgeist that went into the wood chipper. Because Peter was okay at first. Peter made it. Yeah, he, he did. went to try to save Zeitgeist. He goes, "I got you, I got you," and then he started throwing up acid all over him and melted him up. It was insane. Yeah, it was crazy. And then he gets goes through the wood chipper, and then uh, and then the a quite interesting cameo. <laughs> yeah, which I don't know if you know this or not. Before we, this actor that played the Vanisher was originally up for the role of Cable, I guess before huh. Josh Brolin got it. Interesting. And then he couldn't do it for scheduling reasons, so they casted Brolin instead, and then they brought him in to do this small cameo. It was ridiculous. I didn't even notice it at first, but Brittany was like, did you see that? Yeah, so the Vanisher was played by Brad Pitt. (laughs) (laughs) She goes, did you see Brad Pitt? And I was like, "Ah." like, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it's very, very bizarre. Um, And And then Domino, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, he gets shocked by uh, power lines. Yeah. She goes, he goes, everybody might be okay. The manager can still make it. And then he, like, fell to the ground on fire dead. And she's like, eh, I guess not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, Domino made it because of luck, and she was actually the first one to make it to. And, like, that scene, dude, that scene when she lands. She lands yeah. and just, like, walks walks towards the bus or whatever, and, like, everything's crashing around her and it's just working out. Like, yeah, she has good luck, but it causes everybody else to have bad luck. She. It's like that bitch from The Flash. Yeah, exactly what I was going to say. It was interesting. I like her, and she kicks ass, too. Yeah. There's that whole scene, like, whenever she, like, they were, like, executing the plan or whatever, and Deadpool was, like, riding the moped and bitching that about scooter. it. Yeah. Like, I, I guess there was a there was an Easter egg in there or whatever, but I guess the person who drew Domino or something like that had a really hard time drawing feet <laughs> in oh, comic yeah. books, and Wade mentions it. 
Oh, really? Funny. Yeah, he said he, he he goes on that big long rant, and he just like uh, something about uh, an artist who can't draw feet very well. Mm, I didn't pick up on that. I didn't know that was a thing to begin with, so I didn't really probably pay attention. That was the that would be the guy who created Deadpool, the uh, Rob Liefeld. Interesting. Yeah, it's funny. So let's see the uh, where the heck am I? The team launches its assault on the convoy, parachuting from a plane, but all the members die during the landing, except for Wilson and Lucky Domino. While they fight Cable, <coughs> Collins frees fellow inmate <laughs> the Juggernaut. <laughs> the Juggernaut. Yeah. Who he was, was huge. He was fucking huge, and he was uh, portrayed by Ryan Reynolds in the film. Really? Yeah, that was Ryan Reynolds. In the mocap suit, and he was also voiced by Ryan Reynolds. I did not know that. Yeah, crazy. See, the only thing, though, like I said, he was very obviously CGI. Like, it was, like, it looked okay at some time, but it was, it was very CGI. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, I mean, it's the same concept as, like, uh, like, did you know that Dormammu in Doctor Strange was portrayed by Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. I guess they just didn't have anybody for Juggernaut, so they let Ryan Reynolds do it. He's like, I fucking love Juggernaut Deadpool. He's like, he's my favorite X-Men. <laughs> I'm going to rip you in half. That was so fucking funny. Yeah. So Juggernaut yeah, so he... agrees Collins to... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, he destroys the convoy. Oh, yeah, Juggernaut, who agrees to help Collins kill the abusive orphanage headmaster, Juggernaut destroys the convoy, allowing himself and Collins to escape. But not after, not before ripping Deadpool in two. He's like, grab my upper half and put me over your hand back like a backpack. <laughs> and this leads us into one of the the one I could I can I did not know how they were going to top the hand scene from the last one, but they did it with leaps and bounds in my opinion. <laughs> Absolutely, Go holy ahead. fucking shit! Well, there's that scene. Like, he's sitting with. Blind he's sitting Al. with, what? What's her name? Blind Al. Blind Al on the couch. And Weasel walks in and Dopinder, and they look at him. They're like, like. <laughs> they're like ew like gross like and i'm like oh god what is it what is it can't we just see it like and then like and it like shows down to his feet and he has like little baby legs and it oh my fucking god dude like they were just like kicking and stuff like wiggling and it was so weird <laughs> like I, I can't i can't even remember all the comments they made but it was just so funny like everything like i, I laughed for like five straight minutes that entire scene i was laughing and then he like uncrosses his legs you see a little baby penis <laughs> it was so funny <laughs> Oh my god, man! I loved it, and like Al, it was Al that made me laugh the hardest because she was like, "I have no idea what the fuck is going on." Yeah, <laughs> and Donna's like, "Yeah, it's probably better that way." It was so fucking funny. Every time it showed him, I just was dying. Like it was so funny to see. And when he gets up and walks toward Cable. Yeah, so I was like, "Well, he, yeah." Well, Cable shows up. He goes, he, "He's like Cable standing right behind you, isn't he?" <laughs> he like was looking right at him. So uh, Cable shows up, Cable shows up, and, he, and he's like, this is the weirdest shit I've ever seen. I think at one point he says that. He's like, I just saw you with baby legs or something like that. And, or it was weird. I don't know. But <laughs> Cable offers to work with Wilson and Domino to stop Collins' first murder. Now he's saying, because Cable is not a bad person. He's just trying to prevent, oh, you know, yeah. a horrible tragedy. When he, when he shows up and he's like, I need your help. And Ryan Reynolds, or Deadpool just like looks at the camera and she's like, well, that's just bad writing. Yeah, right. He does. He said that a couple times. <laughs> So they want to stop Collins' first murder. Oh, Deadpool wants to. He's like, give me the chance. He goes, I want to stop the murder. He goes, you have 30 seconds or I think it's 30 seconds or 10 seconds or something. And then, uh, or I'm going to kill him. And Deadpool's like, fine. 
Uh, so which will lead to more, and agrees to give Wilson a chance to talk Collins down. At the orphanage, they are overpowered by Juggernaut while Collins attacks the headmaster. Now this was kind of like, he was just like chasing him down, like say, tell me what you were saying, like say to me what you what you said about like mutants being blah blah blah. blah. I can't remember the exact phrase. But then I love it when, like he because he well, well no first he shows up at the X Mansion and he's trying to get uh, Colossus to come with him. He goes, please come. He had like the little radio. He was playing music for him, and like Colossus like rolls over on the bed and is just like <laughs> looking the other way. And I was like, what the hell? But then yeah. eventually Colossus does show up, and he goes to fight Juggernaut, and that's when Deadpool's like, time for a CGI battle, or whatever he said. <laughs> I mean, at least they acknowledge it, man. And it was a pretty interesting fight, too. Oh, it was cool. The only thing I had to complain about it, though, is that you didn't really see Juggernaut do anything Juggernaut. Like, yeah, he was really big and strong, but he didn't do his charging thing, really. He didn't... Didn't he charge really... into the front of the building? Yeah, but hardly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, his whole point is that he runs and can't be stopped. Like, I would have loved to have seen something like that, but... Yeah. Whatever, it was still pretty cool. I mean, he he didn't die, so... No. I didn't... The only thing I didn't like, Juggernaut was very vulgar, too, and I don't know if Juggernaut is that vulgar or not. He's like, I'm gonna... He's like, I'm gonna crush you down and worry you like a cock ring, he says to the Colossus. Like... <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I, I bet Juggernaut's think, dick is humongous. I don't think Deadpool was all that vulgar, either. I mean... Not in the comic books. He doesn't swear and shit like he does in the movies. I don't. Yeah, maybe. But he's still pretty. Yeah, I don't know. But but anyway, so they fight, and it was a pretty cool fight between Colossus and Juggernaut. And uh, dude, he, he shoves uh, that fucking power cord or whatever right up his butthole. Because <laughs> Colossus like you gotta fight dirty sometimes. And he's just like that's how they do it in Mother Russia. <laughs> I was like, holy fuck! I love it. So uh. Until Colossus, who had first refused to help Wilson due to Wilson's murderous ways, arrives to distract Juggernaut. When Wilson fails to talk... And then I love it, because, oh, yeah, and then he, uh, Deadpool jumps on Juggernaut's, like, shoulders, and he's, like, stabbing him with a sword over. He goes, the sun's getting real low, big guy, or whatever he said. Oh, my <laughs> God, dude, I was laughing so hard at that. <laughs> Total fucking I, Hulk reference. I loved it, man. It worked so well. Even though, in like, they kept doing it. They did it so many times in Thor Ragnarok, too, and it was funny then, because it, it wasn't working. And right. it was just funny to hear it again. I don't know. It cracked me up. I love it. The sun's getting real low. <laughs> so they stop. They corner Colin, but he seems to be a little bit past gone. Uh, now, this is... I don't know if this is a Easter egg or something, but the way that Deadpool was covered in all that dust or that ash, he looked a lot like... He had the white and black. He looked very much like Dead uh, Venom Pool or whatever. Oh, that's his X-Force suit. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes more sense. But yeah, yeah it, it, looks, it, it looks awesome. Oh, it looked cool. Like, it was just covered in white and black, and I was like, yes! I was like, I think they did that on purpose. They had to have. Like, it was very noticeable. I imagine oh, they did. Yeah. So, uh, when Wilson fails to talk down Collins, Cable shoots at the young mutant. Wilson leaps in front of the bullet while wearing the ice box collar and starts dying. And this whole scene was ridiculous, dude. Like, He's like, he like goes out, he's like, ah. everybody's like sad. He's like, holy fuck, is it hard to die or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it was so overdone that it was, it was funny and then not funny and then funny again. Yeah, it was like that. <sighs> yeah, dude. Like that whole thing. And then like, he's like, he's like, Colossus, just say motherfucker one time, please. Or whatever he says. It's like, just oh, say, yeah. it's like motherfucker <laughs> or something like that. It's so fucking funny. Dude, I was a really honest to God expecting him to turn into dust. Deadpool? Yeah, like the, like an Infinity War. Oh yeah, that would have been a perfect time for that to happen. 
Yeah, it would have been so fun. And have him just, like, re like regenerate. <laughs> yeah. But, so he finally dies, and he has a vision of Vanessa, which we've seen a couple times. He uh, She kept saying that your heart is in the wrong place, or your heart, you know, your heart isn't where it's... That's what it was, right? Yeah. So then he had to follow, follow the message or whatever, and then he finally breaks through the barrier and talks to her as Ryan, regular Ryan Reynolds. Which was not Ryan, but regular Wade Wilson before the scars and everything. And she tells him, she goes, it's not your time yet. She goes, you have to go. And he goes, what? No, I want to be here with you. She goes, I'll be here waiting. Because today, now is not your time. And Cable does sucking something so awesome. And like as Deadpool was dying, his bear turns regular. The bear isn't singed anymore. Showing that his family was saved. Right. And Because uh, Russell has a change of heart. Yes. Because Deadpool sacrificed himself to save Russell, and that changed him really quick. Right. Now, he dies and he decides to go back, finally goes back. And so Cable changes time, and he puts the little token right where he would have got shot at. And then everything transpired the same way, And but Deadpool did not die. And he called Cable out, and he's like, you did that for me, didn't you? He goes, no. Goes, yeah, you fucking did. You did that for me. <laughs> he's like, just admit it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, their relationship is great. Dude, he did such a good job at, at Cable. And then something happened that I was so happy that happened. He, like, called Cable Thanos. I know. I was I so know. excited. He's like, pump the brakes, Thanos. <laughs> I was waiting for it the entire time. Yeah, it was awesome. But, so, Deadpool ends up just, you know, living, because Cable decided, he's like, I'm going to stick around here for a little bit and see how you guys fuck up the world or whatever. And... Now that uh, yeah, now that Wilson takes the bullet for Collins, he gets stopped by the token and survives. Collins still has a change of heart, and afterwards the headmaster is run over by Wilson's taxi driver friend, Dopinder. <laughs> I love it. He just screamed him, man. And I guess it was right during that scene that you could see Juggernaut getting up out of the water. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he was getting yeah. out. he was still getting electrocuted, but he was trying to get out. He had a power line up his ass. Like that's pretty tough, man. I don't care who you are. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jugger or not. Jugger or not? Oh man! Ah, oh, which one do I go with? Do I do I call it fourth wall penetration or jugger or not? I don't know. Fuck! I love them both. <laughs> I will let you discuss coin. these mid-credit scenes if you'd like. Hold on, I'm writing these down, so I'm gonna flip a coin for them. <laughs> All right, so in a mid-credit sequence, Negasonic Teenage Warhead and her girlfriend Yukio repair Cable's time-traveling device for Wade. Uh, he used it to save the lives of Vanessa and X-Force member Peter. So. Yeah, he loved Peter. He's like, Peter, go home. <laughs> <laughs> so in this scene, basically what he does, honestly, it almost like totally makes this movie not have happened. Yeah. He like he literally to. he literally flashpoints the whole thing pretty much. Yeah, I I mean I, I don't know. I wonder if she'll be alive in the next Deadpool if there's another one. I mean I I assume there'd have to be. I don't know, have man. to be. Anyway, so then <laughs> the, my favorite fucking scene in the whole movie was this one specifically where he goes back to X Men Origins. And Wolverine's facing off against that Deadpool. And yeah, and he's facing off against the mouthless. Deadpool with swords for hands and shit, and he just puts a bullet in his fucking head. Like Bunk, he he, he unloaded a clip and just, as he landed, just do 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 do. <laughs> He's like, oh, just fixing the timeline. <laughs> that was so <laughs> fucking funny, dude. I loved it. And then like right after that, 
he fucking, like, it shows Ryan Reynolds at a desk. And he goes, oh, tired. finally, time for the big leagues. And fucking Deadpool shows up and, like, what, he, like, blasted, he killed Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, yeah shot... he shoots him in the head. Yeah, and then it showed the script for Green Lantern, and I was like, ha! <laughs> Brilliant, man, I loved it so much. Now, there was no credit scene, after credit scene or whatever, that was relevant to continuing the story, but those were worth it. It was so funny. Oh, my God, yeah. It was almost worth the omission alone. Yeah, that's what you were saying. That, and that's what I had heard going into it, so I was, pretty, I was pretty happy with it. But, yeah, I don't know. What's your rating? It's hard to say. I don't have to give it anywhere from, like, an 8.5 to 9 out of 10, only because of some of the CGI problems. With, yeah. Like, Duggernaut could have looked so much cooler. They could have just, like, got another million dollars just to make Juggernaut look... Because Better. Colossus looks awesome every time. He looks legit. Yeah. But Juggernaut, there was too many scenes where he looked way too CGI to me. Like, like Steppenwolf. Yeah. Oh, no, I agree. Actually, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna duplicate. I'm going to say ditto to your rating, because I, I, I agree. Brittany just texted me saying, new How to Train Your Dragon movie soon. Yeah, How to Train Your Dragon 3. What?! It looks awesome, man. They're like a little older. It looks so cool. Was there a trailer for it? I don't know, but there's artwork for it. I saw something. I want to watch the fucking second and first one again. I love both of those movies. Yeah. Worth the it. first one was my one of my favorite movies of all time, but the second one was pretty good. Like it was. Interestingly enough, I saw that in my Facebook memories today, like from uh, from like six or seven years ago. It said, uh, "How to Train Your Dragon is the best movie I've ever seen." We need to get the first one on Voodoo. Yeah, I agree. Because the second one's like on Netflix, but not the first one. I hate when Netflix does stuff like that. Like they put sequels on, the sequel movies on there, but not the fucking first one. I don't understand it. I'll try to uh, find a digital copy of it. I don't. I joined like a digital copies Facebook page or whatever. Right, it has to exist. Can, so I can buy. Uh, There's movies much older than that that exist. Really digitally. cheap so, digital yeah. movies. That's good. Uh, shit, I'll pay for it. I just want it. I just want it. I haven't watched it in a while. I'm a little overdue for watching the first one again. I mean, a movie like that of that age would be like probably three dollars. I'm gonna post on there right now that I'm searching for it. Oh yes. But all right, anyway. But yeah, Deadpool two, fucking wonderful. Uh, me and Brittany actually almost went and saw it again one night, but it didn't. It ended up not working out that way. But like, I, I would have been. The second time I've ever seen a movie twice, both being Deadpool movies. <laughs> Are you gonna go see Solo? At some point, I mean, maybe I can't do it this weekend because I have Addison, but yeah, and we'll see what Brittany wants to do at some point, maybe. Right. All right. Well, that's all I got to say about it. it. Should be very interesting. Uh, we'll see what the, what's happening in the coming weeks. Yeah, but. Yeah, I, mean, I don't really have much else to say about Deadpool 2. It was spectacular. It was funny. The fourth wall stuff was great. It was just on point. They did not disappoint for the second one. Like, I, it needs to have a higher box office than that, I think. Like, it, it was spectacular. Yeah. I mean, even if it, it, if it comes close to what the first one made, then and they'll be they'll be grinning. Oh, they yeah. hardly complain about that. $400 million profit. Yeah. For real. But, all right, well, that concludes this week's episode of uh, of the podcast. I guess you guys will see whether it's called Fourth Wall Penetration or Jugger or not. Oh, they'll, they'll see that before they even hear this. <laughs> yeah, but they'll hear the decisions being made in the episode, which is great. <laughs> Jugger or not. <laughs>
I'm a genius, dude. <laughs> got, you yeah. guys are welcome. To all you listeners, you're welcome. <laughs> I I love you. <laughs> it is an honor to meet me. Ow. It is an honor to meet me. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Off we go.